Hey, it's Sean Fennessy, one of the hosts of the Prestige TV podcast. HBO's Barry is back for a fourth and final season. And that means I'll be back recapping the show with co-creator and star Bill Hader to dive deep on the themes, scenes, and major moments in the series. Bill will provide insight into how every episode was made and why it's ending. New Prestige TV Barry recaps will go live every Sunday night when the episode ends. So make sure you're subscribed to the Prestige TV podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to the Ringer Gambling Show. It's yours truly, Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. the Rostradamus. We got a special, special show for you today. We got my main man in the building, the undisputed lightweight champion of the world, Devin Haney. He takes on Vasily. Lomachenko this weekend. Dev, what's good? How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing great. No doubt. So, I mean, I see you doing big things right now. When you're the undisputed lightweight champion in the world, you get certain benefits. You get certain, you know, things that come into your life. We saw you in the pool party with Diddy, you know, before we get into all the boxing talk. I got to know, how did that come to play? How did you get into the pool party with Diddy? I mean, I see you doing big things. What's your relationship with, like with Diddy? Are, are you hanging out? Are you kicking it? This is some business stuff going on. You just having fun. What's good with that? No, nah, I mean, I just was in Miami and it was just a party and it just happened to be Diddy. I got invited. It just happened to be Diddy party. It wasn't um, none more, none less. That's that's what's up. That's what's up. So you got the big fight with Lomachenko this weekend. You spoke a ton about how you disliked the fact that, you know, this guy, was, you said he was ducking you for four years and made you wait. So now that you finally got the fight and you're giving him the shot, what do you think is going to be the deciding factor in this bout? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, styles make fights. I know I'm the bigger, you know, younger, you know, stronger guy. You know, I feel like this is the, the, the perfect time. This is my time. Um, I got the momentum and uh, I like to exploit all his weaknesses on uh, Saturday night. No doubt. So, you know, you mentioned his weaknesses. He said one of your weaknesses, and I, like I was watching, you know, some of his pressers this week. He says you only have a jab. What would you say to that? Yeah, I mean, we just got to see. I mean, that, that's for me to go in there and show him. He's going to go in there and try to, you know, handicap me and my best attributes. I'm going to go in there and try to do the same. And uh, we'll see, you know, who's more dominant in it. No doubt, no doubt. So, you know, one of the things that I found interesting is that you are a devout Muslim. Um, you know, um, 
and you talk about on, you know, the Blood, Sweat, and Tears episodes about how you were actually practicing Ramadan. And, you know, we've seen other athletes, you know, of Muslim faith actually practice Ramadan, you know, during key moments. Like we've seen Hakeem Olajuwon. We've seen guys like Kyrie Irving. I know boxing is a completely different animal. I mean, you're hitting the heavy bag, you're hitting the speed bag, you're running. It's just, just a lot of cardio. So can you talk about how difficult that was and, you know, what played into your decision to, you know, kind of have to stop your fast and, you know, how did that impact you going forward? Yeah, I mean, as, as you know, I was fasting for the beginning of Ramadan and, you know, as training camp picked up and, you know, things picked up, ramped up my, my, my training schedule and everything, um, you know, I couldn't fast anymore. But, you know, I, made, I you know, Allah understands, you know, it's, it's, it's for my job, it's how I feed my family, it's what I got to do. And, um, you know, so that's why I made Zakat and, you know, was giving back to, to less fortunate and feeding them and, you know, doing, you know, those things to, to make up for me not being able to actual fast. No doubt. So how long did you continue your fast during your training? Because, I mean, that's absolutely commendable. Uh, Almost two weeks. Oh, that's huge. That's huge. I mean, like, I mean, for a lot of people who never hit the heavy bag, like (laughs) I'm tired after like a couple of minutes. So, I mean, you guys are just on an entirely different level. Um, What would you say, you know, separates you from like other the other guys in your weight class? I mean, you you spoke at length about, you know, your legacy. You're fighting for legacy. So what separates Devin Haney? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's one of the main things is, you know, I'm a guy that's willing to go, you know, test myself and fight the best fighters in the world and prove prove myself. You know, uh, I'm not, you know, hiding or, you know, trying to, you know, not make the best fights happen. I want I, I trust in my skills. I think I'm better than these guys. You know, I think my work, I think my discipline is better and I'm willing to put it on the line every time. Yeah, I think you you definitely have proved that. I mean, like, I don't know how many people, and I got to commend you for this, I don't know how many people would have taken the deal that you've taken, you know, to go in there and fight Cambosis on his own turf. And you not not only did it once, but you did it twice. So, I mean, I think you've proven that, you know, you're willing to take on all challenges. Now, I think there's two guys in the division. I know you're focused on Lomachenko, but how does it make you feel when you, you see a fight between Javante Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia? And it's billed as the winner is going to be the face of boxing. And how does that make you feel when you're the undisputed in that division? And, you know, th- th- that do you feel slighted when you hear something like that? And the second part of that question is, do you see a fight with Tank Davis down the line? Yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're doing what they needed to do to promote that fight. And they did a good job. Um, you know, I can't really focus on you know what they what they got going on. I know that you know, this fight is for all the marbles and all the belts. The, the true king of the division, and th- th- that's the main thing. Um, you know, I want to make all the all these fights happen, fight all these guys. You know, after this, but my main focus is Loma right now, being victorious, and then um, <clears throat> once I'm victorious, then you know we'll cross that path. I, I, I salute that. So you're at 135 right now. I think I've heard you or you know many other people say that you know you're going to be going to 140 soon. You're the, you're a bigger guy, so. How many fights do you have left at 135 realistically? And when do you see yourself going to 140? Um, and then I guess I asked a follow-up question to that because I'm, I'm just I'm really curious. Yeah, we just we we just gotta see. Um, mm-hmm. you know, how I go on Saturday night, you know, making a weight is not easy for me. It takes a lot mm-hmm. of discipline and sacrifice, which I've been this training camp. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm strong. I'm I'm excited to to go in the ring and you know mm-hmm. rehydrate and really, you know, get into myself and you know mm-hmm be able to, to show how strong I really am. And uh, I'm excited for that. So when, when after, you know, Saturday, I, I could tell you how, you know, what's next and, you know, after I see how. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, are you, you're not having any problems making weight right now, are you? I mean, is it like, is it, I mean, you said it's not easy, but, um, you know, a lot of people, they felt like you look full in the face. I mean, you look fine to me, yeah. but I just. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, for sure. Um, making weight has been great so far, but you know, it's always those last couple of pounds that, you know, can, can make you or break you. So, um, you know, we stay, stay focused on, you know, making weight and, you know, being disciplined up to, up to that scale. And then, um, you know, rehydrating up and being 100 percent for Saturday night. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So, you know, what happens? What happens on Saturday night? Oh, um, me being me being victorious. Um, I look to go in there and oppose my will, show my dominance in there, and uh, you know, beat them from round one to how however it lasts. You know, I want to show that I'm just a better fighter overall, and uh, you know, I want to handicap him of his best attributes. He does things well, but I look to to handicap him and uh, exploit exploit his weaknesses. <laughs> Okay, no doubt. So we got one final segment. This is a, a gambling show. We do the Ringer Gambling Show. You know, a lot of a lot of people, they listen to these podcasts and they want to know who who we're betting on. So, you know, I ask every fighter when they get on this show, what do they think of, of you know, certain fights? So we got three big fights coming up after yours. We got Josh Taylor versus Timo Fimo Lopez. Um, I'm going to name, name these fights and you can just tell me who you like. You don't got to, you know, go in detail. So... Who do you like out of that fight, Josh Taylor versus Timo Fimo Lopez? Uh, I think it's I think it's a, a good fight. Um, fifty fifty. Okay, we got Earl Spence versus Terence Crawford. Uh, the, I, I fuck with Terence and I fuck with um, Earl, so mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna stay neutral. Made it best. No doubt. Way. All right, and the final one we got NUA versus Stephen Fulton. I gotta go with Fulton. That's my that's my boy. Uh, mm-hmm. Rooting for me, a fellow Muslim. I've been known since kids. Uh, I'm rooting for him. I love that you said Fulton because I'm a Philly guy. <laughs> I'm a Philly guy. So, you know, the reason why I like to ask these questions is because, and, you know, I know you guys are all friends, but the thing about boxers is that it's it's the one sport where you guys have eyes that the general public doesn't. You know, um, yeah, a lot of us, sure. you know, we watch the fights, and but we've never been in that ring. So um, you, you see it all the time. So um, before we go, what was it like training at, at, at Cronk as a kid? Oh man, uh, it was a great experience. I, you know, as a young kid, I just wanted to be on the crunk team. So I used to be in there fighting for fighting for my life, trying to prove myself, and you know, get there, get their acknowledgement. Um, and uh, you know, I'm happy that I did it as a young kid. As as a young kid, you know, all those moments, all the those, those things that I did prepared me for these moments. And uh, I'll show on Saturday night that I'm ready. That was that I was bred for this. No doubt, no doubt. One one last question. Who were your biggest influences? I um I saw you with Floyd Mayweather. Who would you say your you know your top five you know fighters of all time? Um, all time that's hard. I mean, it's di- different eras, but Floyd, of course, um, Leonard, um, Ali, um, Ray Robinson, uh, Roy Jones. Uh, the list goes on and on. I'm a student of the game, so I like many different fighters. No doubt, no doubt. I want to thank you for doing this interview. You know, good luck on Saturday night. You know, um. A lot of people are going to be rooting for you. So um, thanks for having us. Ringer Gambling Show. Thank you. We just had a great conversation with the undisputed lightweight champion of the world, Devin Haney. Now I'm bringing on Kevin Clark so we can discuss this week's upcoming fight between Devin Haney and Vasil Lomachenko. Check it out. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was 
a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome to part two of the Ringer Gambling Show, the fight preview. Raheem Palmer joins me again. Raheem, what's going on, brother? Life is good. I mean, we got a big, big fight this weekend. I mean, it's a good year for boxing. I mean, when you look at the fact that we just got Tank versus Garcia, and now we yeah. have a unification bout. I mean, well, Devin, Devin Haney is already unified <laughs> right, like, right. champion. But I mean, we got all the titles on the line this week for Devin Haney versus Lomachenko. So it's really exciting. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of the fight, and there is certainly a lot to get to, is there anything when you talked to Devin that he said that changed how you view and approach this fight? I don't think anything changed how I, I viewed or approached this fight. I just think, you know, I mean, we just got some good information. We just had a good talk about the yeah. fight. So, um, yeah, I don't think anything changed. Okay, good. Um, all right, so the stakes are obvious. Um, this is a new era at 135. Whether or not Lomachenko is a 135 pound fighter is uh, is is up for debate. He Devin Haney looks huge uh, when lining up against uh, doing a face off against Lomachenko, but that we're we're going to get into that uh, a little bit later. Um, it's interesting because after Ryan Garcia and Tank fought a couple of weeks ago, that felt like the trigger for maybe a new wave of fights, and I think that that all started, frankly. With Tiafimo Lopez losing to George Camposis a few years ago, Devin Haney saying, I will go to Australia and fight Camposis, kicking his ass twice. Um, not really a competitive fight. Whether or not Tiafimo Lopez was in the right headspace for that Camposis fight, obviously, becomes more and more of a question every single time we see any of those guys fight. Um, but that was obviously kind of the, the starting point, the origin story for this wave of 135-pound fights. Um, it's interesting. I was just listening to Sean Porter talk about this on his podcast. And he was basically saying that with the power that's now at 135, seeing Javante Davis and those kind of punches, that people are waiting for Haney to have that sort of power and they're not going to get it. If you just started watching 135, you're not going to get it from Devin Haney. Uh, seven straight decisions, I believe, um, for Haney. He retired a guy. And then before that, I think he he stopped a guy at a fight I was at on a Logan Paul undercard. Um, that's how long, long ago it was. Um, let's start here. Uh, let's that the odds are pretty straightforward. Uh, money line Haney minus 280, Lomachenko plus 205, Haney by KO plus 700, Haney by points minus 155, Lomachenko by KO plus 800, Lomachenko by points decision plus 330. Raheem, big picture thoughts. Okay, so we know right away no one's getting stopped in this fight. I mean, you right. already mentioned the lack of power from Devin Haney. I mean, 29 fights, 29 wins, 15 KOs. And then when you look at Vasil Lomachenko, I mean, this is a guy who had pop at 
you know, at 130. But at yeah, 135, he just doesn't. Yeah, yeah, 126. He just doesn't have it at, at lightweight at all. You know, so he's, I mean, he's not really stopping guys right now either. So this, this, this has the, the, like, I'm looking at this fight. It's going to be an ultimate chess match. Like, this is probably not the fight for casuals. This is the fight for, you know, hardcore boxing heads and, and people who want to get into boxing and, you know, just have respect for the skill level of the fight. So I'm not expecting a knockout. I would not expect it. <laughs> I would not expect it knocked out. Although, having said that, we're, this is going to be clipped when uh, when Lomachenko knocks him out in the first round, right? Um, no, it, it, it's it, this. The battle lines are pretty clearly drawn. Which is Haney is the better better fighter. Um, I listened to him on the pivot order this week and said, "Listen, the art is to hit hit and don't get hit." And and Haney, uh, for for some of his shortcomings with lack of power, he does that. He hits and he gives guys swollen eyes and all that stuff, but he's not going to put anybody to sleep and he's not going to put really anybody on the canvas in any serious way. But Lomachenko has so much experience to the point that we probably give him too much credit. I mean, famously, when he was fighting Tiafimo Lopez and Lopez was kicking his ass, and part of that I think was due to injury, but part of it was just Lopez was the was the better fighter that night. He was bigger, he was stronger, he knew the angles, and the Lomachenko was going to take. And that takes a lot. It takes a lot to outmaneuver Lomachenko. But even when that was happening, if you remember, like the broadcast was like, Lomachenko's downloading information. Oh, he's down. He's taking this slow. He's not rushing it. It's like, no, no, no. He's actually getting his ass kicked. And so I think a lot of times um, Lomachenko's experience is obviously extremely important. The way he does it, I mean, everybody's talked ad nauseum about the fact that he was a Ukrainian dancer when he was a kid and sort of understands <laughs> the footwork. Um, but for a guy like Haney, who is relatively, um, you know, in the middle in the middle of his career, he's not yet reached his prime. Um, he has not had a ton of big fights. Uh, his experience, Lomachenko's experience against Haney is a fascinating matchup. How do you see it playing out? Okay, so the big thing about this fight is Haney's jab. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you look at like Devin Haney's jab. I mean, is I mean, he's landing like 25% of his his jabs. And I think that's the key to this fight uh, more than anything else. Because when you look at a guy like Lomachenko, he only gets hit by 1.8 jabs per round. And this is a stat from Dan um, Canobio on Twitter. I mean, I thought that was, like, really fascinating. So you have, you know, strength versus strength. But the one thing about Lomachenko is that he has a ton of movement. Now, we know Lomachenko was at 35 years old. He's getting long in the two. Not necessarily Larry Holmes status, but it is <laughs> around the corner. It is around the corner. And... You know, in boxing, it's the one sport where you can kind of just get old overnight. So yep. if Loma, if Lomachenko's the same guy that he's been, you know, throughout his career and he's not old, he's going to be able to move and, you know, and, and, and get out of range of that Haney jab. And then I think that changes everything. And you look at, you know, Devin Haney versus Jojo Diaz. He only landed 10 total jabs. So if Haney can't land that jab, I mean, it's tough. But I think the thing with, you know, Devin Haney is that, he has a ton of advantages. Obviously, he's he's 11 years younger. He has the reach advantage. He has the age advantage. I mean, he just, he's the bigger fighter. Like, this is a guy who probably should be moving up to 140 ASAP because mm -hmm. he had trouble making weight at, you know, his last fight against Campos. So, I think this is a really, really close fight. And it's, it's really tough. I mean, the odds just aren't, I mean, they're pricing Devin Haney as a 280 favorite. I mean, you're looking at, like, a 73% chance. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, like, the odds are, you know, like are really showing us what they should be because I just think it's a closer fight. It's interesting. 
Because, first of all, Lomachenko did not look good against Ortiz, who Haney pointed out. I, people were basically asking Haney if he was too big for Lomachenko, and he's saying Ortiz was, was the same size. Lomachenko did not look that good. And you mentioned fighters coming old overnight. Like, I think the old adage is fighters don't age in years, they age in fights. And you never know, okay, there's, there's one punch that ages you five years in the ring, and you don't even notice, right? Um, that sometimes happens. And so we haven't really seen Lomachenko on a huge stage in a while. I mean, he fought Richard Comey at MSG. I was there. He looked good, but that still, that still went to decision. Um, and so we just we don't have, oddly enough, a lot of data on, on Lomachenko and what his experience is as he ages. Now, I will say this. He's at a very dangerous point in his career because if he loses this, if he wins this, he gets catapulted back into the elite of boxing and big fights ahead and all that stuff. If he loses, and maybe he'll just want to, you know, have another couple of money fights and hang it up or whatever he is in the mid-30s. If he loses, he runs the risk of becoming a gatekeeper for the other guys at 135. And you become, you enter that stage in your career and there's a lot of money in that, but it go, you end up going out a little bit sad. Um, and I know there's, there's, there's guys like that at 154, right? Where it's like, there's so many young boxers and you're a big name and all of a sudden you're just like getting money to get your ass kicked by those guys. Um, and so this is a huge, huge, huge pivot point in Lomachenko's career. I think he can win this fight. I'm just saying that this is either he's done as a top level fighter after this or he's just vaulted back into a really, really, really intriguing 135. Um, so a couple of things. Number one, and and Haney since apologized for this. I do find it funny that Haney did say when talking about Lomachenko because he's been he's been following around for four years. He did once yeah. say he's never never going to lose to a white boy in my life. Um, that was the quote, a very very funny quote which he backed off from. Um, but the other thing that he was doing this week, the head games, which I I found kind of strange, was he was accusing Lomachenko of being a dirty fighter, and Lomachenko himself was just like, "What are you talking about?" And actually, uh, Haney's dad had to kind of step in and be like like specify what he was talking about because Lomachenko just wasn't getting it. Um, and mm-hmm. so like the, the ticket talk and the head games to me have been a little strange because I just don't think any, any, any of us know where these two fighters um, are necessarily at. And, and I think the odds, as you said, are not reflective of, of the real chances in this fight. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's really tough. I mean, just because, I mean, like in this fight, like um, the one thing that, you know, Devin Haney does a lot is he's going to clench a lot. So, yep. <laughs> so I mean, you call somebody dirty, and at the same time, you're—I mean—you're going to be the one tying tying up the other fighter a lot. So, um, I thought that was like really interesting. Um, but I just—I I, look—it's—it's it's just tough, just because I think you know if these odds were lower, I would be on Hank. But yep. I just can't bet him at this price, like at at all. So, um, you know, the one thing I, I'm just—I'm curious to see. Um, obviously, we're recording this podcast before the weigh-in but the weigh-in is you know friday i want to see how devin haney makes weight um you know I late late, about, late 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 weigh-in too yeah like i yeah. really want to see how he makes weight because i think that's going to have a big impact on this um you know and i asked devin haney about this you you guys are here in the interview but um i asked him about it and he was just like yo i'm i feel fine so yeah um but i think that's going to be an interesting factor in this fight he looks huge he looks huge um, I'm trying to find, I really just want to find it. Are there even odds? I can't even find them for whether or not this will go to the distance. I'm just going to put my mortgage on that. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, the over-under rounds is minus 600 at 10 and a half rounds. <laughs> I see, I see. I, f- I finally found it. Yeah, yeah, minus 600 over 10 and a half rounds. That's and amazing. What if, what if, actually, interesting enough, what if I go to distance, FanDuel Sportsbook has it at minus 450 for hmm. 
for the for the yes and plus three ten for the no. Um, so it's just like it it, it it puts you at a point to where it's like it's almost unbettable. Yes. Um, and and I would also say sort of beyond that that you know you don't want to weird things happen in boxing cuts uh, disqualifications weird you know family member on the apron you never know on that stuff right and it's like don't yeah. don't don't go out and just and bet you know as much money as you possibly can even though it's going to go the distance boxing kind of lends itself to to chaos so don't don't yeah you know, i mean we'll, like we'll be, we'll be fine you know one thing i want to be clear on is that you can fi- find value on you know some of these i mean i don't want to call this a bridge jumper prop but you can find value <laughs> on you know like like things where it's heavy juice however yeah. you know this is the 80, like you need to break even 81% of the time to break even. I mean, like this has the 80, 82% of the time for this to break even. So I, I just never want to go that far when it comes to boxing. <laughs> like, cause you said yep. anything can happen. And it's just like, I think, you know, when you, when you factor in the fact that, you know, Lomachenko is an older fighter, we don't know how much he has in the tank. And when you look at the fact that Devin Haney on the other side, I mean, this guy's getting better. I mean, he's the bigger fighter. So um, if somebody got stopped, I wouldn't be surprised. But I mean, I I just think this fight's probably going to distance more often than not. Agree. Um, before we get to our actual picks, let's talk about gaming this out. If Haney wins, what do you want to see in the next couple of fights for him and the rest of the one thirty five division? Okay, so I mean, the one thing that we gotta, you know, if we didn't talk about this, it would be bad. But Devin Haney is a broadcast and a promotional free agent after this yes. fight. And I think that impacts this fight. Um, obviously, when you're going into any fight, you want to know who is the A side and who is the B side. And, you know, I think when it comes, we've, we've seen some suspect judging. I mean, you guys saw the fights last <laughs> week <laughs> where, I mean, you got a referee actually stopping yeah. the, the, the Roley fight. And, you know, Roley didn't even land a punch. <laughs> yeah. So anything can happen. And then, you know, even on the cards, it was just like Roley was down on the cards. So you always have to, you know, handicap these fights knowing that who's the A side and who's the B side. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Lomachenko is getting the benefit of the doubt here, knowing that he's still with Tom Brady. And, you know, you can kind of, if he wins, there's a super fight with Shakur Stevenson and you want to keep those belts in the house. Now, if Devin Haney wins, I'm going to be honest with you, there's two fights that I want to see. I want to see him fight Tank Davis, mm-hmm. or I want to see him fight Shakur. I mean, those are the, mm-hmm. the fights I want to see. I mean, I think, you know, there's a chance that he could fight Josh Taylor, but, I mean, I really want to see, I want to see him fight Tank because, you know, after what Tank did to, to Garcia, I mean, it's just, that's a super fight. That's that's the biggest fight in the sport um, next to Crawford and Spence. Yeah, Josh Taylor's down the line, obviously, at 140. I'd like to see Haney stick around at 135 and pick off some of those guys. We'll just see how, how it goes. I mean, I, I have no idea what the future for Javante Davis holds. Um, there, You mentioned Shakur. Someone like Keyshawn Davis, who's, who's coming along, who's, who's an amazing prospect. Um, there are guys there. Ryan Garcia's still in the mix there. I, I don't want to write him off. He's still a money fight because he still has a huge following. So I'm, mm-hmm. I, I, th- I want to see Haney... Uh, wear out is welcome, frankly, at one thirty-five before yeah. he starts going going into into other places. Um, uh, all right, let's get to our picks. What do you got? Okay, okay. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm probably not playing anything on this fight. Um, just okay. because I just don't think the I don't think the odds are just reflective of reality. I can't lay minus two eighty on Devin Haney here, but I do think I, I think that's telling us something. I mean the the, the the odds makers are saying, you know, Devin Haney's going to win this fight. So 
Um, I don't see an edge there. Where I, I, where I would like to place a wager is on the draw. Mm, I thought about that this morning. 20 to 1. I think you got to sprinkle something on the draw just because this is going to be a high-level boxing match. Now, we don't know if, you know, Lomachenko is going to get his engine going early. I mean, you spoke about it earlier against the Timo Fino Lopez fight. I mean, his engine, it just doesn't start as early as possible. So, I mean, he can't afford to give away rounds in this fight. But, I mean, if he he gets started, you know, third, fourth round, I mean, this could be a close fight. I mean, we're looking at a seven to five, um, six to six fight either way. So, um, I like to sprinkle something on the draw and just, you know, kind of hope that, you know, we get some suspect judging either way and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's a close fight. So that's that's where I'm going with it. I've gone back and forth on this. I would not take Haney at 280, even though I think he's probably going to win the fight. This is something that happens all the time on these when we do these boxing previews. Is we mm. feel a certain way about a fight, but like the odds just aren't there. That's just the way boxing goes. I mean, there's a website. Yeah. I actually think it's called Boxing Odds, where I just look at it and you just think about how often a fighter even fights fights that are, do not have just blow mm-hmm. blowout odds. It's really incredible. Like how like how many fights a boxer in his career actually can lose according to Vegas. Like it's minuscule. Um, and so it's a hard sport to bet generally. So I think Haney's probably going to win. If I had to sprinkle on anything, it would be Lomachenko money line. I, I agree with you on the draw. I'd put something on the draw. Um, I just think, A, you're putting it in the hands of the judges, which I don't know. Like, you mentioned the Haney free agency thing. Like, he doesn't have... It doesn't seem like something would be set up to have a fishy ending for Haney. Um, maybe Lomachenko, you know, basically he's got, he's got more promotional muscle behind him, frankly, um, which is the, the, the downside of being an independent guy like Haney is that you just don't have the sort of, the sort of juice behind you. Um, and so I don't, I don't know where this goes, but when you're in the hand of the judges, I always feel very, very nervous. Um, I don't, as you mentioned, mentioned the Roley fight last week. Like I, these are not, in many cases, they're not competent people and, and, and they, they make mistakes and, if you're putting a lot of money on a fight like this, that's going to go there. You know, I, I, I understand not being much more comfortable betting a tank Davis fight because you know, what's going to happen there. You know, what's yeah. going to happen. there. Maybe you'll get the round wrong. Maybe you'll get um, even, you know, it doesn't matter, but you will get, you will not, will not be in the hands of the judges. Typically, um, yeah. Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, uh, with the exception of that, of that, uh, that draw in the first fight, like we, we kind of know what that is. This is going to the judges, and that's what makes me nervous. If I have to bet anything, it's Lomachenko by points. Yeah, I, I'm not mad at that at all. You know, the one thing, I mean, I, I guess if you, if you had to bet on Haney, I think you can take Devin Haney on points, um, or decision minus 175, but even that's sure. a little high. Like, I mean, like to me, like at minus 175, you're looking at like 63%. So um, this was 165. I think at 165, 155, I like it there. So um, maybe you can kind of wait this out, get better odds. But you know, at 175, you just it's it just getting to the point to where it's just it's a little too rich for my blood. But if I had to take anything, it's definitely Devin Haney on points or decision. Um, but I definitely want to sprinkle something on the draw. <laughs> Love it. All right, Raheem Palmer, thanks so much, buddy. Everybody, I was already listening to the Devin Haney interview, but I'm sure it was great. I haven't listened to it yet. I can't wait to listen to it when this episode comes out tomorrow. This has been the Ringer Gambling Show on the Ringer Podcast Network. Thank you to Spine Anderson for production help. We'll see you soon. <laughs>